Right, so um, Eddie Hearn sat down with Coogan Cassius and discussed the fallout of the collapse fight between Joshua and Fury in detail earlier on today. And I just wanted to talk about it before I do. My name is Rahul J. Chan. This is the Battle Camp. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, all right, so when the news broke last week that the fight had fallen through because of this arbitration and the ruling going in the favour of Deontay Wilder, I did see a couple of people sharing conspiracy theories online be it on twitter or youtube um talking about how bob arum had got one over on eddie hearn again and uh, talking about how bob arum had had eddie hearn's pants down again and i ignored those conspiracy theories because i thought to myself if bob arum has tyson fury's best interests at heart why would bob arum scupper an opportunity that would have provided tyson fury with exponentially more money in fighting Anthony Joshua in comparison to Wilder and more importantly the opportunity to gain the biggest accolade in the sport which is being crowned the undisputed heavyweight champion why would he take that opportunity away from Tyson Fury intentionally if he's got Tyson Fury's best interest at heart um, and then I saw this interview that Eddie Hearn done today and it feels like Eddie Hearn is kind of on the side of these conspiracy theorists and I have to say to you he makes some valid points he makes a strong argument because there's a couple of things that he said that really got me thinking the first thing he mentioned is um, he believes that Tyson Fury's team had until December to walk away from this contract or this agreement that they had with Wilder for this third fight now Coogan Cassius didn't really press Eddie Hearn on that matter and I would have liked to liked him to have done that because I don't understand what clause would have allowed them to walk away up until December but then after December um, they couldn't walk away um, and that's something that I want to explore more I want to understand exactly what he meant by that so hopefully someone will ask him that question in the coming days um, another thing that Eddie Hearn kind of mentioned he's been saying this um, throughout the negotiations between his side um, Anthony Joshua um, Anthony Joshua's management and Tyson Fury and all his managers and everything like that he's always been kind of saying why are they so negative like I'm the one doing all the legwork here and all they do is try and throw up kind of barriers from to stop the fight from happening and <clears throat> you did get that you did get that impression uh, from time to time from Bob Aaron, from Frank Warren. And I just kind of felt like it was bitterness from their point of view because it was Eddie Hearn that was kind of in the limelight. It was Eddie Hearn that was in the driving seat. And I feel like a lot of these promoters uh, are massive control freaks. And I felt like it didn't sit well with them that they weren't the ones controlling this whole this whole situation. Right. Um but the thing that Eddie Hearn said is once this arbitration happened and the ruling was passed out, um, the attitude of Bob Arum, etc., was very kind of, um, it was kind of very, uh, okay, well, that's, that's it then. So we can't fight anymore. So we're going to go and fight Wilder. In fact, they had a contract drawn up and signed within days of the, the ruling happening. Bob Arum was already talking about dates for a fight between Wilder and Fury. Um, and it just kind of just didn't feel like there was any fight from that side to kind of explore other ideas of trying to get uh, Wilder to, to, to step aside effectively. Um, <clears throat> I kind of feel like this heavyweight division currently 
and I spoke about this in my previous video, um, it's very frustrating and draining kind of nearly getting there and then things just falling out. It happens so often. It's kind of made me lose interest a little bit. But one thing that I definitely wanted to say on this video is I honestly feel like Anthony Joshua is held to a very different standard uh, to Tyson Fury. Um, that's not just inside the ring. I feel like it happens a lot outside of the ring because when fights between Wilder and Joshua were publicly being negotiated and those fights didn't happen, um, I saw a lot of voices on social media, um, and this is Twitter, boxing Twitter, um, and I, I saw a lot of voices kind of blaming Eddie Hearn, blaming Ty uh, Joshua for those fights not happening when we wanted them to happen. Now, in this situation here, um, I haven't really seen the same energy for Tyson Fury. And I feel like Tyson Fury benefits a lot from being the darling of British boxing Twitter, really. Like, I, 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 it's very rare to see people say anything negative about Tyson Fury and the team behind him. <clears throat> and I feel like that's got a lot to do with a lot of the kind of negative um, voices and opinions of Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn, right? But, like, the same energy needs to be kept here for Tyson Fury, in my opinion. Um, because if the shoe was on the other foot, all we'd hear people say is how Anthony Joshua ducked Tyson Fury and how Eddie Hearn and Joshua didn't ever really want this fight. Now, from what I can see and what I can tell, they've done everything within the power to get this fight over the line. And um, I called Bob Arum and his team inept in my last video because that's what I put it down to is just them being kind of big-headed and inept and not actually thinking that this arbitration was a risk but after hearing what Eddie Hearn had to say during that interview today with Coogan Cassius it feels like there's more to it than meets the eye and um, this is something that I, 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 I heavily accused Wilder, Wilder's team of, uh, of kind of looking, looking after their own interests before they looked out for Wilder's interests in, in, in the negotiations that happened um, in the lead up to potential fights with Joshua and why those fights didn't happen at that time. And it just feels like um, Groundhog Day because it feels like it's the same situation uh, with a different fire and it feels like Tyson Fury is <laughs> has multiple promoters he's got a, a management team behind him in MTK Global and I just don't understand how we've ended up here again do you know what I mean it just it doesn't make sense it, I, I still I still don't I still struggle to understand how you can have an arbitration how you can have this event right you can have this event planned in august but you've got this arbitration happening in 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 may that might have that might have this, an impact on this event in august so you've got you've got to jump over this hurdle first before you get to this bit here but why was the hurdle downplayed so much by people that are involved? Why did everyone always, like, whenever questioned about it in interviews, and I'm talking about Frank Warren, Bob Arum, Tyson Fury, whenever that arbitration was brought up by Boxing Social and IFL TV, and they did it time and time again, 
it was just ah, it doesn't really matter. Oh no, no, it's okay. He hasn't legally got a leg to stand on. That 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 will be a, a piece of cake. That's a walk in the park. But it isn't, and it and it wasn't, and 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 it and it ultimately cost us the fans from being able to watch that fight in August. And like Tyson Fury, very rarely does in depth, drawn out, long interviews with. <clears throat> with um online kind of entities apart from um michelle joy phelps and ifl tv and i know ifl tv are affiliated with mtk global the same way tyson fury is but like the way coogan cassius um kind of feels um feels um what's the right word the way coogan cassius feels comfortable enough in actually really asking Eddie Hearn, drilling down, like, why, like, what do you, like, asking him what, what others might, might kind of say are difficult questions. I really wish when he does get an opportunity to sit down with Tyson Fury, that he has that same sort of outlook and, and really actually ask the difficult questions and not just accepts Tyson Fury's first answer. Because if he says things that contradict what he said in the past and what he's done in the past, he needs to be questioned on it. And if you're not going to question him on it just because you're both affiliated with the same management company or just because you don't want to lose access to the fighter, I understand. I get it. I get it because it's a business at the end of the day. But at the same time, it kind of like, what's the point in any of this then? Like, what's the point in sitting down and saying, oh, I've got this in-depth interview because it's not an interview. It's just pre-staged then, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's disappointing and like I, I just haven't seen, I just haven't, the only person that I've seen have this kind of energy towards Tyson Fury, the kind of energy that I think needs to be had towards Tyson Fury, is Sporting Icons. I've seen Sporting Icon make videos about all of this stuff, I've seen Sporting Icons tweet about it um, and it's very fair. And until someone addresses these questions and until someone answers these questions that need to be asked, we can't just sit here and accept it. We just can't continually just, just keep having the wall pulled over our eyes and have different levels of, um, um, have different levels of, what's the right way of saying this? Have different level, have a different criteria for different people because we like some better than others. Do you know what I mean? So if Eddie Hearn puts a slight foot wrong, we're, we're all over him on Twitter. Oh, what a shit pay-per-view, Hearn. What are you doing, Hearn? Oh, Hearn, mate, that's a load of bollocks, Hearn. No, we don't want to see this fight. That's not a pay-per-view, Hearn. But for me, this this is on par with the stuff that Eddie Hearn's done in the past. So I want to see people talking to Bob Arum the same way. I want to see people talking to Tyson Fury the same way and Frank Warren the same way and MTK Global the same way. But I don't, I don't see it happening because it just feels like the people that are very vocal on social media, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, they've got an agenda. But it's cool to not like people that are successful. And I don't know whether that's just in this country or just generally in the sport. But it's cool not to like Eddie Hearn. It's cool not to like Joshua. It's cool to root for the underdog. I get it. But you have to have the same criteria to to assess someone's behavior or to make a judgment on how someone's carried themselves throughout a situation and if you're not going to do that then then the onus is on you yourself in my opinion um 
but yeah that's kind of all i wanted to say about that let me know what you guys think about the stuff that i've raised have a watch of that eddie hearn interview and come back and let me know what you guys think if i've missed something important or whatever if you've seen something that bob Arum or tyson fury have said since all of this has happened and i've missed it and you think that will help explain some of the stuff that i've said or negate some of the stuff that i said feel free to put that here because i'm not proclaiming to be this all-seeing all-knowing entity i just have seen what i've seen and i've made my opinion off the stuff that i've seen but i'm i'm, I'm, I'm very open to being corrected if i'm incorrect in any way um <clears throat> so yeah please feel free to to share comments below um if you've liked it like the video share this with a friend if you've enjoyed it as well subscribe to the channel if you haven't already um all of that stuff i'll catch you guys next time